0: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 895, Five Worst Ways to Withdraw Retirement Savings, by Mike Ballou of eggstack.com. And I'm Dan. I'm your host and narrator, bringing you some of the best blogs on personal finance in audio form. And hope you've had a great week so far and a happy Friday to you if you're listening to this show in real time. And a quick note, I've narrated uh, Mike's content before from freedompathblog.com, but he now has a newer site, eggstack.com, which I'm reading from today. So come by that new site and show him some support. That's eggstack.com. For now, let's get right to it as we start optimizing your life. Five Worst Ways to Withdraw Retirement Savings by Mike Ballou of eggstack.com. We hear a lot about saving for retirement, but not so much about how to access our savings once we retire. Maybe that's why so many people make mistakes in dealing with account distributions. In this installment of Eggstack, we count down the five worst ways to withdraw retirement savings. Number five, take whatever you want. Quote, It's my money, I saved it, I can take whatever I want. Plus, there's so much of it. Look at all those zeros, end quote. Number five in our countdown of the five worst ways to withdraw retirement savings is to take whatever you want whenever you want to. Your retirement savings are all the money you have in retirement except for social security, which for most people is woefully inadequate. If you take whatever you want out of your retirement savings with no regard for the future, how long do you think that money is going to last? You need a plan to spread your savings out evenly over the course of your retirement. How long will that be? Well, no one knows for sure, but that's no excuse to go on a spending spree. Look to your deceased relatives for answers. The number of years that they lived is likely about how long you will live. It's not an exact science, but it's a place to start. It's better than not having a plan at all. Sit down with a financial planner or avail yourself to sophisticated computer software that can help you determine how much to withdraw from your retirement savings each year. If the amount is not enough to support your lifestyle, change your lifestyle or get a job. You cannot take whatever you want and expect everything to work out fine. Life doesn't work that way. Without a plan, chances are you will run out of money after it's too late to go back to work. In other words, after you're no longer physically able to work, what are you going to do then? Number four, withdraw tax-free savings first. Quote, years ago, I acted on some good advice and opened a Roth IRA. The IRS limits you on how much you can put in each year, so the balance has always been less than my 401k. Still, it's a good chunk of change. Now that I'm retired, I'm anxious to start spending it. End quote. What is wrong with this picture? What's wrong is tax-free accounts are not the first place to turn in retirement. They're the last. A Roth IRA is the most tax-advantaged type of account you can own. For that reason, it should be saved until the very end. As outlined in Retirement Account Distribution Strategies, It's better to deplete money in tax-deferred accounts like a 401k before accessing tax-free savings. Number three, cash out and put the money in the bank. Quote, I've had it with the stock market. All these ups and downs and crashes, who needs it? We're taking our money out of the stock market and putting it in the bank, end quote. Sounds like a reasonable response. So why is this number three in our countdown? Well, employer-sponsored plans like a 401k are tax-deferred savings. That means any withdrawals are subject to tax on both the original investment, pre-tax earnings withheld from your paychecks, plus any growth that has occurred. If you withdraw all of the money at once, you will incur a significant tax liability. It could easily push you into the next tax bracket. If you want to get out of the stock market, there is a way to achieve that objective without incurring a tax liability. Most investment institutions allow you to move money out of stocks and into an interest-bearing account. The accounts go by different names, stable fund or settlement account or something similar. You can stash your cash in there for as long as you need. The good news is you won't lose a thing in the next market crash. The bad news is you will miss out on any gains if the market goes up. Interest-bearing accounts typically do not keep pace with inflation. That means you are losing money over time. However, the loss is in the range of 2% annually. That's better than 10% in one day like can happen in the stock market. Thankfully, not often. Most investors use interest-bearing accounts on a temporary basis, like a harbor in a storm. After the clouds have lifted, they reinvest their money, hopefully in a lower market. Number two, not using tax-deferred savings until required minimum distributions take effect. Quote, we never do anything. We don't go out, we don't go on vacation, and look at this place, it's falling apart. Ever since we retired, it's like you're afraid to spend money. What is wrong with you? How long do you expect us to go on like this? Well, I'll tell you, I have had it. Me and Marge are going out tonight and there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe I'll meet a man who isn't afraid to spend a little money. Someone who's not a pathetic worm like you. What are you, where did you, where did you get that? We don't own a gun. You're not, no, wait, stop, stop. No, help, somebody help me, end quote. Sorry, that got away from me. My wife likes to watch true crime. But getting back to our topic, preserving tax-deferred savings until required minimum distributions kick in is common among people who are financially conservative. Panic sets in when the paychecks stop coming and as a result, the money in the 401k's barely gets touched. Before long, the new retirees are grumbling about their lives and saying this retirement thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. At 70 and a half years of age, required minimum distributions begin. From that point forward, you're required to withdraw a portion of your tax-deferred savings each year how much depends on your age and the amount of money in your accounts. The more money you have, the more money you have to withdraw. If little to none of your tax-deferred savings have been used prior to your 70th birthday, the amount you will be required to withdraw will be substantially higher than if you had used the money all along. This is another instance where you can be pushed into a higher tax bracket. Being in a higher tax bracket results in a higher percentage of your income being taxed, which may include your social security benefits. Number one, cashing out between jobs, and other early access. And with that, we have reached number one in our countdown of the five worst ways to withdraw retirement savings. Quote, those people are idiots. That's why I left. I think to be in management, you have to get a frontal lobotomy. That's the only thing that explains it. One thing is for sure, I am not leaving my 401k there. No way. By the time I retire, I doubt they'll even be in business, Our unhappy friend is about to make a big mistake. The absolute worst thing you can do with regard to retirement account distributions is withdraw money prior to reaching 59.5 years of age. Any withdrawal made from a tax-deferred account before you're 59 half will result in a 10% penalty for early withdrawal. That's on top of being taxed as ordinary income. Besides, getting back to our unhappy friend, it's not their 401k plan. It belongs to the financial institution that his or her former employer chose to administer it. Financial institutions are regulated by the federal government. They don't generally disappear overnight. The right move in this situation is to leave the money where it is or roll the funds over into another tax-deferred account. Either of those solutions would avoid an unwanted tax event. Final thoughts. With regard to making withdrawals from your retirement accounts, it matters how old you are, how much you withdraw, and the order in which you withdraw it. With a little education and planning, you can minimize the total amount of taxes you pay over the course of your retirement. You just listened to the post titled, Five Worst Ways to Withdraw Retirement Savings by Mike Ballou of Eggstack.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com/OFD for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: And that will do it for another week here at Optimal Finance Daily. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being here and being a subscriber. And I will see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.